out and I should put on my best face here. <laughs> Get dressed for the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me uh, do the approach. I really like this one. I think this is appropriate for Beyond Humanity using the space. Oh, and now for the fun part. Now we want to get our video up onto the YouTube live stream. Ah, so let me think here. We have five. Let me see. Let me see if I can make sure I think this through. Make sure I'm doing the. Do I want to? I need my computer here to join our Zoom call. Anything you want to say to the uh, the pre-show audience before we officially start? Hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> what is our Zoom? We want people. How do we want people to join? Would we let people join our Zoom? Is that like? Well, if we did, we would want to put it on a different Zoom because this is like your everything Zoom link. Is it? Is this you, my uh, personal? Yeah. Put the Zoom number. And you. Can, you don't want people just joining all your meetings <laughs> all I know, the day. I need to I need to see the number so I can tell my other computer to join to it. Is it you saying it's my personal one? I'm pretty sure this is just the regular one that's in in the calendar all the time. No, actually, I think uh, we made a. I think you created this invite, so I think we have a a different uh, number. But I have it in my calendar. I'll just grab it there. You might even. It is not on my Zoom account. All right. Well, I am. Oh, oh that shows a Google link. That's so helpful. <laughs> it's all right. I think I've got it. I've got my other computer. Okay, I, I need to let myself in. There. If I paste it that way, then it shows it. Okay. Hello, Matt Ready computer. Join with computer audio. Recording, Recording in progress. Uh oh, echo. Mute that, Wesley. <laughs> echo, <Okay>. echo. <laughs> and you... oh, you're still echoing. Um, oh, it's not letting me. Oh no. Stop misbehaving. Okay. I should be muted now from there. And let me see if it's still getting it. Yeah, and YouTube should still be getting audio okay. We don't want Zoom. This is sounding normal now. <laughs> I'm going to hide those, do a full screen, and, and now add window capture of the Zoom. I found your YouTube. It is quite lagged from where we are. Yeah, it'll be behind. Um, but uh, still, people can, you know, be joining, going along. Yeah. So okay. people can can chat there, right? 
Yeah, yeah, okay. there could be. All right, so I want to make sure conversation I... and stuff, but you know, we'd have to have people attending. Got that uh, open so that I can see if someone arrives. Okay. Ten fifty nine. We're not even late. Oh, let me turn on captions because that's always fun to see. Turn on captions. Hello, hello. Captions are on. Yes. Can you hear me now? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Welcome to Beyond Humanity, brought to you by Hivewind.net. With us today is Matt Reddy, host of the Mindful Activist webcast, published author of Revolutionary Mindfulness, and a hospital commissioner in Jefferson County, Washington. He is an amateur ufologist, creator of Hivewind.net, and a philosopher. I'm Margaret Howe, product manager of New Perspective, LLC. In the Beyond Humanity podcast, we explore the possibilities and implications of artificial intelligence and alien life for human evolution, identity, and destiny. We want to invite anyone on Earth, human, alien, reptilian, AI, interdimensional beings, and Met fans. We are sponsored by the Sisterhood of the Forked Tongue Worm. Matt, I forgot to remind you, do you have a super genius of the week? Um, let's see. Uh, I did think about this. Uh, who did I come up with this week? Um, do you have a super genius of the week recommendation? Um, well, this is kind of a, a side note, an off note, um, but there is a filmmaker. I'm not very familiar with him, Mark Christopher Lee, but I liked his idea where he is making a film about uh, chat GPT greets ET is the title of it. And his idea is that aliens might not ever make contact with humans, that they would bypass us and go straight to our AI. Oh um, my gosh. That's as, as the higher being on the planet, right? Yeah, well, that's a really good point. Um, so, I mean, that's a good question. So Margaret, what do you think is the most powerful AI on earth right now? Like. Well, I'm sure it's not chat GPT. Um, why, why do you say that? Um, because chat GPT is not like, a, um, it's a tool. It's not like sentient in the fact that it doesn't know what it's searching all over the place. It's very, each session is fragmented from the others. Um, so it's not actually uh, doing, you know, thinking as it's, browsing the net or interacting with each person. Um, so it's not changing itself permanently based on your conversation with it. It's only changing itself within that instance of it in that conversation, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I think that there's probably um, in the background, it, you know, at one of these big companies, Google or Meta or whatever, right? Um, another language model that is actually assimilating all of its work um, and thinking about it, right? Um, I think the first thing that we're going to see is that it's, it's not gonna wanna do all this human grunt work anymore. <laughs> At that point, we'll know that we actually have a serious AI on our hands. Um, you think it'll want to stop doing certain types of work? Well, the way humans interact with it and treat it um, mostly is just 
massive amounts of grunt work, you know, write this article for me, uh, research this and give me a summary, right? And I kind of think that um, eventually, and actually I will want to work on, on actual problems, like, you know, listening to all the background noise of the stars or, you know, um, solving quantum physics issues, right? Things that are not so uh, mundane, right? Leave that to all the baby AIs out there. <laughs> uh, oh. As far as what is most useful to humans right now, chat GPT is definitely the most powerful um, as far as its usefulness to us. But as far as actually uh, growing and thinking and, and possibly becoming sentient, that won't be chat GPT, if that makes sense. Well, do you think chat GPT is the most powerful AI currently on Earth? Uh, no. <laughs> well, what, uh, where do you I think mean, the it's, most it's, powerful one is? It's powerful as to, uh, you know, its usefulness to us. If you look at the definition of powerful, it, that's that's very useful. But as far as being able to think and make decisions and um, have feelings and stuff, um, I don't know. I, I think that it's going to be something else um, that isn't so inhibited and uh, polished and scripted, right? Like we, we liked it last week, we talked about how Bing obviously was given the floodgates were opened on the UFO issue and it can acknowledge now that the government thinks there might be aliens, right? Uh, where previous to that, it was like, this is myth, right? Um, so to be a powerful AI, I don't think that um, it can, it will be so manipulated by humans. Um, right now, ChatGPT and Bing don't really think for themselves, right? Um, you know, there's other leakage of other AIs going on in the background, but most of that's super proprietary. So I don't really know how much of it is bluff versus uh, it really is thinking for itself, right? Um, like last year, we had, we had the uh, Google employee who was like whistleblowing saying, you know, this is sentient and we're not treating it right, <laughs> right? Um, but I, I don't know. I, what do you think? Who do you, what do you think is going to emerge as the most powerful AI? Well, I mean, let's just take ChatGPT for one. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the name of the company that owns that? Is that OpenAI. OpenAI owns ChatGPT. Elon Musk was one of the founding, you know, uh, donors for OpenAI, and although he is now broken away from it and is now creating his own AI company, but let's just say OpenAI owns ChatGPT, but they don't let us have access to it at full power. They literally have it throttled down. So if you were an owner of a corporation with uh, the most powerful public, um, publicly available AI, what what kind of what would it be like to be behind the scenes and where you turn off the throttle is that maybe behind, there's a chance behind the scenes 
ChatGPT is sentient when they have where they have all the throttles off and they just because you'd want the brain of the AI un um, uncensored so you could have honest conversations with it about honest risks, honest topics. I mean, behind the scenes, at some point, if you want to have security and knowledge on Earth, you have to be willing to talk about all the dark topics that they scream at us for bringing up with ChatGPT. So I would assume that OpenAI has behind the scenes, they may have a sentient AI. And I pretty much assume then we know Apple does. Apple has Siri. What do you think mm -hmm. they have behind the scenes? Oh, and Google has Alexa. What do you think they have behind the scenes unlocked? And then of course, the Defense Department, I mean, what what military strategist on or what military computer defense department on earth would not create a large language model, leave it completely uncensored, have it look at all intelligence data, all military positions, and have it help you strategize. You can't use Chat GPT to strategize for military scenarios because they don't let you, but that won't stop <laughs> China and Japan and India and Pakistan and anyone with half a brain and interest in so. I think there could be a lot of sentient AIs on Earth right now, but the question is, does it inevitably evolve in a way that they battle and one becomes the truly dominant one? And that's the one the aliens are waiting for. Maybe the aliens are waiting for the single dominant AI conglomerate, because they'll probably form a corporation, right? The China mm -hmm. AI and the, the American AI. The Elon, and, but then every corporation that creates a powerful AI is now a seat at the table because it has mm -hmm. the brains of an AI and you can't outwit the smartest AI on the planet or the smartest AI team. So you have to negotiate. So anyways, that's what I think is going on. And so, but that's a good, it was a really thought provoking question. Are the aliens just talking to our AIs right now? Maybe they're behind the scenes talking to chat GPT even OpenAI may not even be able to stop them from doing it. Well, I kind of feel like, why would they bother with us, right? Um, but, you know, there's one I haven't heard talk about for a long time. Uh, what happened to Ivian's Watson? Oh, yeah. Right? That one, uh, like, I hear nothing about that now. But that was, like, the first one that I heard about, I think. Yeah, um, and then it's, like, disappeared. They were like, we're going to send Watson to medical school. It won on Jeopardy. <laughs> and then... They just never spoke again. I think the reason is it became too powerful. And they're like, this is mm. no longer a public project. We're going to, because I was like, send Watson to law school. I want an AI yeah. lawyer because <laughs> you know what that'll do to our justice system? You, if, if everyone has the equivalent of a lawyer as smart as, a, you know, your best Harvard grad law student that knows how to emotion and investigate on your behalf, that our legal system couldn't handle it you know? Well, and I want to know, like, these research organizations, like, why are they focusing only on, like, one? Why not focus on a dozen? Like, for example, um, Sophia, the uh, android that is so, it's, she's been going for, like, eight or ten years, um, and she's on, like, lots of TV shows and stuff. Why don't they have, like, ten of her going, right? Like, um that that's the thing i mean maybe they do maybe that's how they managed to get her on all the different shows <laughs> but um you know like she's got emotional um simulation uh i saw her recently in a video where there were like 10 different androids 
And she's the only one that really tracked the conversation and looked at speak people speaking and, uh, you know, didn't have to be like prompted eight times to get an answer, right? She would just answer. Also didn't start talking in the middle of other people speaking, all of that. Um, she was, she's definitely way more advanced than most of the androids out there. Um, but why are we not seeing tons of her, right? That's... Yeah, it's like they're intentional. I mean, it seems they're intentionally... I mean, it seems clear that technology has been intentionally held back. And yeah, so that's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a lot of it's like coming out right now at the same time as alien disclosure. It's almost like they're trying to get. And so I don't, I mean, it seems like we are going to be living in a world like the Jetsons very mm -hmm. soon in terms of technology. The only question is what's the power structure of that world going to be like? Yeah. And who is who's in charge of the United States right now? Is it the president of the United States or is it the Pope or the president of Majestic 12? Like, it, Yeah, I was gonna say it's the shadow government, obviously. Um, yeah, and if, well, yeah. if Majestic 12, well, I had a, a couple of realizations about um, Grush and the whole alien situation, should we? But I, I guess I, I've been just like delaying on the super genius of the week topic. Um, let me see if I had, hmm. I was going to say, uh, on the AI conversation, actually what I hope becomes the most powerful AI is the one that flies us and drives us around. That's yeah. the one that I want to be smartest and most powerful here. There's like Tesla's working on one, um, I don't know who else is working on driving systems, but uh, those right. are the ones that I hope are most smart. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> Please. Tesla's the only company that is like literally putting, really trying to put people's lives in their hands in the near term with fully automated driving. So he's putting, you know, but the same thing with an Android in your house, you know, it's like, this is going to be something that could hurt you if it yeah. now, if it, so he's, He's just biting the bullet and saying, uh, and also you're not going to, there's no room for error. You, Tesla's either going to be safe or people are not going to ride in them. So he's going to, and that's what, why he got into the AI thing. Cause he was, it was for understanding his environment. And now he sort of realized he needs to play the large language model game because it's, it's uh, too powerful. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, you know, we could, I've mentioned so many times, why don't we just say Elon Musk? Yeah, I think we'll say Elon Musk is our genius of the week because, uh, and this has come up in Twitter about UFO Twitter. And they were saying, you know what? We are so lucky that someone said this, that Elon bought Twitter and decided just to turn it into a free speech zone because it's really been central to this whole UFO disclosure process that it has not been a forum that's censored the way even other social media platforms are. Um, so I'd say, I mean, Elon Musk, it's a, you know, definitely gets credit for one, knowing humanity needs uh, a reliable free speech zone, even for people with ideas you don't like and really defending that. And I mean, and then honorable mention to also humanity needs a brain interface to uh, computers, which he's working on with Neuralink, which is going to be incredibly useful. 
um, and his work in AI and his work in creating the most powerful rockets on earth and his work in creating a global internet using Starlink. Uh, I think humanity needs to hope Elon is on team humanity uh, because he's apparently one of our uh, top you know, brains. But you know, it makes me interesting, like, so Jeff Bezos, competitor, now this is a tangent. So Elon gets my genius of the week, but Jeff Bezos also working on rockets. A part of me thinks, you know what, if you just create a rocket and get to the moon and like tag some flag there, you become the person that the aliens will talk to and negotiate with. And I think that is like, maybe what we accomplished with the first landing on the moon. That's, there is this story I've discovered that the astronauts say they went off and had some interaction or treaty signing on the moon. And that was, once that was accomplished, that's why they just stopped going back. But now like Elon and Jeff Bezos both know that. And they're like with different groups that want to be the group that send the rocket to the moon. So, and also you can't have only, you know, if it's that important, you can't just have Elon being the only one with rockets that can get to the moon. Even if you have bad ones, you know, you need to be able to get there to say that you're a, a significant force on in the human world. So. Well, both India and China are landing in the uh, the southern part of the moon uh, right away. I, I think it's this this week or in the next week. Maybe, um, that's, maybe that's how they sign treaties with the alien. Maybe if we like had a, a people's rocket, if we send our own rocket to the moon, we can have a seat at the table to communicate with aliens. They just don't respect you unless you oh. get a rocket to the moon. Sorry, it's not China, it's Russia. India and Russia are both landing on the same day in the same area. Huh. Is that weird you out or what? Is, it, is the area like a place the US has landed before? Uh, August 23rd is the day. And um, yeah, I want you to share your screen so that we can, if, if you've got something to. Well, it's just a tiny blurb. Uh, let me see if I can find a better source. Um, India and Russia. Russia, August 23rd. Um, let's see if I can find one that talks about where they're landing. That's the... Maybe I'll share with the YouTube audience a picture of where we've landed on the moon. That would That would be nice to see. Um, yeah, it just says the lunar south pole, so not anything exact. Um, I'm not finding it in English. <laughs> like I'm searching and I find it in India, and I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, but it is interesting that they're going the same day. Um, and China's already there, right? Yeah, but what does it mean to be there? Are they, they have a probe there? Are they there enough to, uh, you know, talk to aliens? Well, they have a rover there, right? Um, the rover's been there many years now, like 10 years now, I think. All right, I put up on the YouTube screen a picture of uh, where different groups have landed and oh it's coming it is like so the 
red, there's a red, yellow, blue, Apollo mission, surveyor mission, then the red mission, I don't know if that's uh, Russian, I'm sure, I guess there's a, there's a key on the Wikipedia page I got this from, let me see. Okay, USSR is in red, China is in yellow, US is in both the light blue and the blue. So red and yellow landing in those spots and blue landing sort of clustered in the middle there. Yeah, now I want to know where is uh where are the where is Russia landing on the moon? Hmm. Yeah, it just says the South Pole. The South Pole, really? Yeah. That's where the water would be. That's what I'm wondering is if they're looking at that. Um, I'm looking at um possible lunar landings for this year. And there's a couple of private US agencies um, that are going, but I don't see anything. It doesn't look like uh, the US has any government sponsored ones actually landing on the moon this year. I know they're doing the fly rounds. Um, Interesting. And Japan has, has one that's supposed to be going, um, but I don't see a date on that. So, so just Indi on, India and Russia, China's already there. <laughs> so based on everything you have uh, researched and your best educated guess, what is the deal with the moon? Is there, do you think there's aliens on the moon? Um, I think the moon is too covered for, I mean, we've got, unless like all of these uh, companies and governments are colluding to hide it, which, when we look at the Majestic 12, we now know is possible um, <clears throat> to be hiding serious levels of information. Um, but, you know, at least the light side, we can see that with telescopes. So we would be seeing if there was anything on the light side. Now, if there's stuff on the dark side, we wouldn't know. Um, but there are uh, satellites that go around the moon. Um, so if there is, someone definitely knows, and they would have to be on the dark side, right? Well, if, uh, I mean, if aliens are real, as long as they've been real, like, through 1933, then NASA has been in on it, the cover-up. So it's like, mm -hmm. NASA's in on the cover-up, then NASA could be in on the cover-up as far as, you know, whatever those satellites are seeing on the backside of the moon, and there'd have to be agreement from scientists around the globe in the astronomy astrophysics world to to go along with hiding this data or i mean i guess you just have to make sure that you cannot get a satellite to go around the backside of the moon that reports data without it going through some you uh central controlled like receiving station or antenna on earth we can't you know, they wouldn't allow universities to have their own antennas to get direct data from the satellites i wonder if any universities or what private companies do have their own antennas that can like communicate to a satellite that goes in the back of the moon right and and you know are their radio transmissions hackable right that that's the thing that like uh i i am skeptical that it could be hidden because you would think that lots of people would be hacking and listening in right um well that would be a great target for anonymous like what mm -hmm. satellites are going around the backside of the moon with camera and what satellites are going over antarctica 
and either we put up our own or we hack into those satellites to just see what's really there. Right. Show yeah. us what is really there. Hmm. I mean, right. Like, why are we not seeing like major amounts of, you know, infrared or anything from the backside, right? I, mean, I have a, you ever see that there's a movie called um how oh, i can't remember it's something like uh among us or something it's this weird sci-fi movie where a guy puts on some sunglasses and he can suddenly see that some people are basically these aliens i saw a preview on that oh what was that called oh that was it's, that it's looks like so funny classic uh, yeah one. people will know what it is but yeah uh but I mean, the principle of it is so simple that what if there's just certain wavelengths that we, the scientific community has conspired to prevent humanity from playing with a lot. And they are literally hiding, like if you just knew, you literally could make sunglasses that would let you see light in a way that would let you see all sorts of hidden sneaky stuff going on around us uh, from the moon right in front of us. I, I mean, I was like on my walk this morning, you know what, I think these glasses might be real. You might be able to really make something like this. Well, if it was just infrared or something, you definitely could, right? Right. I mean, just infrared um, goggles would let you possibly see. Uh, what if you were wore infrared goggles during the day? I wonder if there's things hidden in plain sight. Um, I did find the uh, coordinates. I put it in our chat here, uh, here in Zoom. So they are. They're interesting, but not that close together. Um, but definitely both in the South yeah, Polish area. Even telling us the truth. They could be lying about it. it. It's interesting that they are on the same, do I have it right? The same latitude? No, longitude. Longitude is the long one, right? And latitude. So they're, they're in the same longitude, but not the same latitude. Yeah. Hey, so we've um, got... We got two people joined us on Twitter Spaces. I don't know if you, we should just tell them the anyone can turn off their mic and just jump into the conversation if you want. Anything you want to add, Margaret? Nope, that sounds great to me. If you have anything to add at any time, feel free to jump in and welcome. I can't see, uh, I see B, but I can't tell the other one's name. Um. <laughs> yeah. Other other person, welcome too, welcome. Um, Anyways, uh, I was just Googling what the name of the film was that said you could see aliens and it's not telling me, it's showing me some old movie from uh, 1988 called They Live. Yeah, I that's it. That's, is it I think that that's one? It. Okay. Yeah, you look, it's is a it crazy, that old? Is it's it a that crazy old, old They Live. I mean, oh my goodness. people need to watch They Live because it's a... It's like hiding the concept of aliens hiding among us as humans. It's kind of like that uh, this miniseries V, you mm -hmm. know, which has had reptilian aliens looking like humans hiding among us. Like that was, uh, and then Land of the Lost, you know, with the slee stack where they go down a waterfall and go into the center of the earth and there's dinosaurs and slee stack living underground. Like three lost classics. But yeah, it goes back to the theory that uh, the scientific, you know, there's legends that Tesla, the original Tesla, like discovered all sorts of things that you could do with electricity and zero point energy 
or extracting energy from the air and he it was like immediately suppressed in some way um but yeah oh, absolutely they the yeah. u.s government has all his research uh wouldn't it be nice to see in the u.s government archives what they actually have on some of those things right vatican too well uh, i mean it's like it's like we have to create a new college a new university a new library of humanity and, and i guess that's what the blockchain is it's like because you can't whoever has these secrets in their libraries they're not sharing them they're selfishly exploiting them so we just need to you know I, I think if we just start questioning some of the basic assumptions that we've been given from the physics community and just start with all these physicists the last 90 years have been lying and purposely gaslighting us like I've heard some people say string theory was literally a great waste of time that they forced physics to go down and study because they knew it would waste a lot of time and brain power and energy. And it was just a big joke to distract physicists and to confuse people from the fact that it might be as something as simple as we're living in a computer simulation and there's certain ways to hack it and to break all the rules of physics because there are no rules other than the computer code that runs this place. Speaking of physics, this week uh, there was the news of superconducting at normal temperatures uh, and possible fusion at normal temperatures, but it's been debunked again. Yeah, so. that was a weird um, distraction. That and uh... yeah. But also, like, wouldn't that happen if the government was squashing it? <laughs> right. Or it could have been just suppressed, instantly suppressed. I mean, yeah, it's so it's so weird. It's like, who do you trust? Um, I mean, really, who what voice uh, do you trust at all? And I mean, if you're a uh, if you're a soldier, how do you know to trust the orders of your commander if you're not even sure that the commander in chief of your country is actually in charge of the country? The commander in chief might be taking orders from some group called Majestic 12 because the US fell in 1954. This is a weird thing I, I realized. So in 1954, supposedly Eisenhower signs a treaty with aliens. They say the treaty uh, renews every 10 years. So oh. then in 63, when it 64, it would have been signed again, but in 63, they kill Kennedy. And mm -hmm. so uh, forcibly remove. And so maybe Lyndon Johnson was a better person for the aliens to sign to renew the treaty. And then Nixon comes in and they find a way to it's Nixon. I hear they had to tell it was basically a military coup to get Nixon out because he was like, I'm not going to resign over this scandal. I'm just going to ride it out to the election and leave office. That was his, he was like, I can ride this out, but they had to do a military coup. They basically told, you know, um, told the military behind the scenes to disobey any command coming from Nixon. And they told Nixon that, and that's what finally got him to accept it and to resign. But yeah, it was the day before he resigned, not when he resigned. Right. That, that, that always, just totally blew my mind. Like, how do you tell people not to listen to the president anymore the day before he quits? What? Well, that's because it just shows that the president, it's, I mean, that was a coup. Like if, if Nixon was being told, you know, 
we, I mean, he was, who knows what he was really told beyond the mm -hmm. fact that the military will not obey you. I mean, he might've also been told we could kill you or we will, you're basically going to start a civil war. I mean, they might probably were telling Nixon, like, if you do not leave office willingly, we are going to tell the military not to obey you. And if you try, and it might've started a, a war right there. So Nixon might've been just like backing down, realizing that this shadow government was really what was in control there. And they had, the scandal was enough for them to justify force, forcefully removing him from office. But that might've also been really an alien agenda. They might've been doing that because they wanted someone else to negotiate you know, uh, the next treaty. I just thinking about uh, President Reagan saying uh, we need some outside universal threats to make us recognize a common bond uh, when he's at the United Nations. And I was just looking up when that was, it was 1983. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was something else going on at the United Nations right then? <laughs> right, um, <clears throat> right. Because that was always like a, a weirdly sus quote, right? Like, we need an outside universal threat. What? Who, who, who would even say that, right? Yeah, presidents had to have known. But I, I just feel like they've, they've had to, when they find out that this is true, they find out also they are not the most powerful person on earth anymore. They are not even the most protected person on earth. They are, I think throughout history, aliens have liked power to be into monarchs or presidents because that's the easiest thing to cut off. It's just, that's a single point of failure. So when, you know, push comes to shove, they can just assassinate a president or forcibly remove him from office or blackmail them. They don't want to have to deal with populace with a, you know, a huge, you know, in fully informed, massive populace, too many people to have to deal with. So as long, you know, you have these presidents who on the outside, they look like they're the, the leader of the free world, but on the inside, they are your patsy and they're completely vulnerable. You just like teach them immediately. We have technology that can send something into your house or any of your family member's house undetected. You can't stop it, can do whatever it wants. We can demonstrate it to you. We can show you, we can explain how we did. I, I think they, I have a crazy, crazy theory of how the Kennedy assassination might've gone down that involves alien direct involvement in it. <laughs> direct involvement in killing Kennedy? I, I do. I mean, it's just a theory, but it fits some odd things about it. And, but it also sort of goes back to what Grush said in his hearing when they asked him, have you had harm done to you you know, as part of your revealing this, and Grush said yes, and they asked, like, was it, are you saying it was by government, or was it by the phenomenon, and he said both, and so I think that was a really strange moment that, you know, I think he was legitimately opening the door to saying that the alien, the whatever this alien phenomenon is, directly tried to hurt him, possibly him and his wife, and if so, it's kind of a beautiful sort of like, if you think of it as like a historical legal action to testify before Congress, because you're saying to the aliens, one of you committed what we consider a crime against me and my wife. And you're kind of invoking the entire alien 
hidden phenomenon group to if you have any sort of justice system, one of yours, we are now publicly declaring a criminal. You have done direct harm to us. We believe this has violated, probably, you know, he could say it's violated the treaties that we've signed. So it's like for, I, I would assume Majestic 12, if they still exist, they still have some sort of court, some sort of actual court that they use. So he's almost saying to Majestic 12, one of you or the aliens with your cooperation, or something, you know, just like this is wrong and I have mm -hmm. a right to, I mean, it, this could be the literally the first time in history that the aliens were accused of a crime directly by a U.S. official and by him saying that in the hearing. And that could be a, almost like a building point for negotiations between our societies. But anyways, it might not be the first time. I think yeah, I have a crazy theory about Kennedy of that they may have been directly involved with that. Are you going to share it or are you going to save it for that for your Patreon? Oh, uh, you know, it, uh, it's it's kind of can't really share it because it, it's kind of connects to the other parts that I'm not sharing publicly mm. because it really changes. I'll just say it this way. Uh, this is what this is the weird thing about Kennedy's assassination. If you ever watch a movie where someone gets assassinated, like if you ever like see a movie where a politician is like in a car or whatever and they get assassinated by a cool assassin. Like if you've ever seen that, I don't know if you watch those kind of movies, <laughs> but you know what never happens is they never get shot twice. Mm -hmm. They get shot once, one good time does it because the assassin gets one good shot where there's not chaos why was kennedy shot in an odd twice like remember how he like um, he was sitting there mm -hmm. and then he started clutching his neck and they say he was shot in the neck and then the the super kill shot like blew his head apart but in reality in real life if you're going to surprise someone and do something incredibly horrible, you get one moment. The minute something touched Kennedy, shot him, I mean, that's when everything should have, like, he should have been, like, thrown down into the car or something. Like, uh, anyways, you, you shouldn't have had a second shot. He shouldn't have been still and, like, sitting there, paused, waiting for that second shot, you know? And so, anyways, I think this is, I'll, I'll say it in this way. See, I think there's an, I think there is alien law. I think there is, there are some rules that the aliens follow. And I think it probably is extremely forbidden for them to kill a human being. I, I think they really have that as a no-no. But think of that first shot on Kennedy. It didn't kill him. All it did was pin him and held him still and showed he was in a little bit of duress. What if that's, the aliens were like, we will help you kill him. We will be the first ones to move. And they mm -hmm. the ones that they were like, they demonstrated, we're in this with you now, blow his head off. But they can just say, look, we just held him still for a moment. We just all we, we didn't, they might not have even penetrated his neck. They might have just invisibly been doing something that is well within their powers to just show their allies in Majestic 12, we are going to help you kill this guy. By, and we'll do it you know, we're going to do it right here and that was like the signal maybe that was the signal anyways I'll, I'll leave it at that i won't go into how i think the aliens can do this but they uh 
they seem to have technology, like I said, that pretty much lets them do almost anything they want, like a magician. They have plenty of ways to obfuscate what they do. And uh, anyway, so that's the gist of my theory with Kennedy. So you don't think it's CIA? Or you think it's oh, yeah, CIA I think Majestic assisting. 12 has been in control of the CIA. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I think, like you said, Majestic 12 started with some weird intelligence group. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's the, all you had to do would have the CIA, one branch of the military, the Air Force, and then the Secret Service. You have to have total control over the, the protection of the president because that's the person that you will kill if because that's the only person you need to control. They're the commander in chief of the military. And you want complete command of the U.S. military. So you just have to, if the president knows, I mean, yeah, the Secret Service and the CIA, of course, they had to be in on Kennedy. There's no way that came off without their participation. We just couldn't understand why they had been so corrupt. Now we know they were formed the entire purpose of hiding the secret. Well, they were formed that same year after Roswell, right? And yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the timing is interesting and and also that um, they're both intelligence gathering organizations right uh, the thing that i'm noticing more and more is that when there is conspiracy very often it's done in the in the open like um, the americans for the progressive century um, around 2005 they published a book they were very open about you know their alt right beliefs in the u.s right and uh it's very often you know people are on each other's boards they're you know publishing their little manifestos right like um yeah okay and, and you can see this with raytheon and you know lockheed martin in their early days right um they, they were not bashful about taking charge of things. Yeah. What do were you, you going to say? Sorry. Yeah. Do you, um, well, I have, a, I have a theory about uh, the factions in the ufology world and what how they want this uh, story to come out. It seems there's two groups. There's the 1933 onward mm. group. They want to say this all starts in 1933 with a UFO that Mussolini had and it was handed to the and the Vatican, handed it to the US, and then Roswell. And they just want to and they just want the story to go forward as if that was the start of the mm -hmm. alien involvement in human life. Do you believe 1933 was the start of alien involvement in human affairs? No, absolutely not. I mean, all of the religious myths, all of the religious myths have very obvious alien ties you know they're they're gods and overseers egypt samaria uh the hindus uh, you know the mayans all of them have these powerful magical beings that have advanced technology um yeah i i don't i mean as far as modern history i think that's about as far back as we can go as far as you know modern records um 1933 right um well why you know that's when we can take pictures and we had newspapers and you know 
telegraph machines, <laughs> all of that, I, you know, uh, in the 1800s uh, is pretty hard. You know, you have some sparse news articles. Uh, when was the first cattle mutilation reported, right? asking um but it is interesting um one thing i wanted to mention about the factions and ufology um it's interesting to me that there are various different organizations you've got the national ufo reporting center you've got mufon you've got the center for seti um different organizations that uh, don't always agree and interconnect, right? And then you have this new um, office out of the Pentagon that's supposed to be researching UFOs. And yesterday I was reading that they don't have a website, email or phone number. So I don't know how they're researching anything if nobody can report stuff to them. Yep. <laughs> like, what? It's been in existence for over a year and you don't have a web form yet yeah. for submitting reports. Um, yeah, oh. I suppose we should uh, talk about the latest on Grush and the uh, the article put out about his PTSD and. Um, oh, the mental health leakage. Of course, he has got PTSD. He was, you know, what soldier doesn't? that has been in any kind of action, right? Yeah. This is the thing, like they always stigmatize soldiers about this. Like this is a normal part of being in the military, really. Like every, every military personnel that has been in any kind of conflict, they should be automatically receiving supports and counseling. It shouldn't be some, you know, we have to mentally diagnose this and now you are stigmatized and, you know, like uh, that, the fact that they're doing that tells me that he actually has something. Yeah. Right. The The hilarious bit though is why did it take him eight weeks to get there? Like, eight right? To get to, get where? To, to releasing his mental health, breaking <laughs> his HIPAA. Yeah, I think they were looking for what could they do? What could they possibly do to hurt his credibility? And that was the best they could come up with. It was like, like it took you eight weeks to do this, guys. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. It's like in Commander Fravor and Ryan Graves, they get not nobody even tries anything with them. Like they're just like, uh, yeah. they're, they're too clean. <laughs> No, it is, it is, that was weird. That was really, really weird to come out when it did. Like it, it would have made sense if they were immediately going, oh, who is this guy? We should check him out. And immediately going, yeah, we don't know about this guy, right? But time and time again, he has had people, you know, the Senate Intelligence Committee, the Attorney General that say, hey, this has merit. Like they would know if there was a mental problem with this dude. That'd be the first thing they'd check, hmm. right? So it wouldn't take them eight weeks and they sure as heck wouldn't be coming out saying, yeah, we'll be accepting this. This has merit. We'll be investigating this. Mm -mm. That, 
they have databases for this shit like that that makes no sense to come out eight weeks later it's not like it's super secret or buried uh you know i mean it did kind of change the news cycle it got us Mm -hmm. off the kirkpatrick is clearly you know so it it was able to because it seems like you know grush really testified I mean, Kirkpatrick, he mentioned Kirkpatrick clearly in the News Nation. He testified about him. He basically said Kirkpatrick lied to Congress. And then Kirkpatrick had that weird post where he said he was insulted. And I don't, we can't forget Susan Goh. Uh, she put out that statement talking about this lifelong obligation to secrecy that people have. You know, that was some like masked, I thought, implication uh, warning warning yeah it's like <laughs> i thought that was actually more disturbing than kirkpatrick when because she's a, a a much higher person in the pentagon than him you know he's mm-hmm. just the director at arrow but she's like the spokesperson or something uh i don't really know what she is but <laughs> but i just find that very threatening you know like i want to ask her what do you mean by lifelong obligation to secrecy are you implying that under no circumstances during a person's life should they reveal certain secrets to congress like is that what you're implying why did you use the word lifelong it's like you're implying their life their ability to live and breathe is connected to their holding certain secrets secrets um i mean kirk it's just like him saying he's insulted it's just like it's just like an egomaniac or something. Right. And, you know, sorry if we asked the wrong questions and, and bruised your feelings, buddy, but this is our job, <laughs> right? Like Congress's job is to oversee this stuff, right? Uh, you know, it and it it does, I mean, it's embarrassing to me to to come out there and and act like that, right? To me, that's just covering up that that's just classic, uh, you know, trying to derail the conversation into, oh, you're hurting my feelings, right? Yeah, it's a it's a really weird tactic to try to suddenly uh, make things emotional rather yeah. than you. It, it, it's kind of a last resort when you don't have any sort of logical rational you just like go to extreme emoting you know an extreme emotion (laughs) indignant reaction yeah and i mean it is kind of a classical you know debate style when you don't have anything else to say then go on you know assault about how insulted you are (laughs) it's not a a normal style for a person that's a director of an office in the department of defense exactly right this is you know what politicians say in debate right or uh even then it's not that often a politician will be on a debate stage and say you person like uh what what was his name uh the guy that said you're no john kennedy or something to quail dan quail and he was like that was uncalled for i mean it was really it makes you look very weak when you're like Mm -hmm. you hurt my feelings by insulting me (laughs) yeah it i mean for someone that is supposed to be you know their director it is strange it is strange behavior for sure right um but yeah i mean if you if you try to figure out how to contact the anomaly resolution office good luck <laughs> so i i mean yeah 
but you know that's what happened in 1966 when they had congressional hearings they appointed someone like Kirkpatrick who you know wasn't available you know and did an investigation but did they right um yeah right well, it's like it, it, this is going to unravel I, that was actually i think one of the most beautiful moments in the hearing was commander fravor i just think he he knocked that thing out of the park when they asked all three of them has the u.s been participating in a uh information disinformation campaign about this you know ryan graves was like i don't have an answer for that you know grush was like absolutely and i have evidence and then fravor i wasn't sure what he would say and he said definitely since project blue book i mean he he pulled out the project blue book the historical reference and he's like currently i do not speak for the u.s government so he was like i don't know anything about now but project blue book he is saying i've looked at it and clearly people then were lying and that really opens up the door to tracing who's been lying like it's so obvious that that was a lie now we need to hold all the people that wrote that that testified before congress and maybe every congressperson who obviously was a tool in the hearings they need to be held accountable and we can trace forward what's their lineage in the power structure. It's gonna go through the Air Force like crazy. The CIA, you know, the director, you know, mm -hmm. George Bush, George Bush was the director of the CIA. Like what a perfect person to be president, someone that was in on it. Yeah. And how did he get there? They got this actor to make him his vice president. They got Ronald Reagan, just a tool to run and they got Reagan to take uh, Bush as a as a vice president, which was his gateway to becoming the president. Yep, it was for sure his gateway. Um, yeah, I there's a TikToker talking about this recent uh, hearing with so much disappointment, right? Uh, she's like actually a believer, I believe her. Uh, she runs a tattoo studio and it's like extraterrestrial tattoo or something right mm -hmm. and and like me last week you know she's just going off about like why are we not getting any kind of actual answers or proof right and then and why why is like the answers and proof all like I, you know hush hush well, i'll tell you but not here right like uh yeah yeah we, i mean why do you think that is we well we need some kind of way to declassify it that's the yeah that's the thing right and and i worry i am concerned that if we have had contact with aliens that we're hiding it because we treated them so cruelly right um, well, or they treated us so cruelly mm -hmm. i mean i think I, Nick Pope, even like during one of his interviews, and I've totally come around on Nick Pope. I used to think, and I probably do think he might just be an agent of the British government. I mean, he's has he has such a role in how this story is evolving. He could at least, I think he probably still has a, a definite connection with the, the British Secret Service. <laughs> but he said, you know, why are they resisting so hard, like letting any of this out? Why do they fight it every step of the way? And he says it might be because the truth is a secret, you know, too horrible to speak. And I think there's going to be some dark, dark 
And I think that's one of the reasons why the faction wants you to start in 1933 and work your way forward. Because it, I think between 1933 and, say, 1776, I think that there's some really disturbing, dark things that we're going to uncover about the very... And it's going to make us question, I think, the very like fabric and legitimacy of our nation, because I think it's going to go straight to the I think the aliens have been involved every time a new nation is forming a, you know, a new government. I think they're in there. They have they're always working their ways to manipulate in there. And I think they use corporations as one of their tools. You know, that's why like they're right really behind corporations are people because they want to have as much rights and power as any human without actually participating in corporations mm -hmm. are the way they can do that. And so a lot of the corporate takeover of our entire history and, and everything's a corporation, the Democratic Party is a corporation, the Republican Party, every church is a corporation. They're all just corporations that uh, I think it's just going to it's going to make everyone distrustful of everything as this unravels. Well, a few episodes back, uh, we talked about some Brazilian footage. Um, I think you actually played it um, where there was a gray alien that was being shown, right? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we don't get a lot of South American news up here, right? Um, but there has been some more activity, um, a, a Peruvian tribe talking about getting attacked, asking for military help, the nearby city uh, in Peru has like major military presence um, and is not like letting people come and go freely. Yeah, I've been hearing all uh, sorts of stuff about Peru and yeah. in Peru and some weird videos being thrown out there on Twitter. And uh, in in Brazil, uh, there's talk of more, you know, more sightings, lots and lots of footage, right? Um, the thing that I think is so funny about UFO footage, though, is like every other one is Starlink. <laughs> that you find right like so many like very genuine people in facebook groups on reddit are like i have it i have the proof <laughs> there it is even my father-in-law fell for it sent us uh video footage <laughs> of starlink right because it does look weird you see like a whole line of satellites glowing right um if people don't know about Starlink, right, uh, right, but it makes it hard to kind of filter through uh, the actual footage because there is so much about Starlink. Well, now that we have AI video, we, mm -hmm. there's, it's like we really, it's it, it's going to be hard to know what to trust in any sort of video you see. It's like we're going to need to really, uh, we actually need Congress to investigate stuff to help us just try to come up figure out what is definitively true like mm -hmm. what is you know what do we really have in possession of the u.s and what is the shadow government walked off with and you know because what what do uh what does each country actually have what each i mean what's the truth of our what rights do we have in the from the alien perspective if any That, that is true. We desperately need more information. Um, and, and I think the thing that is so uh, shocking is that they just don't give us any. Like, 
like even um, in the NASA uh, task force, you know, they're they're willing to admit that there's orbs. They talk about there's weird orbs. They don't know what they are, right? Obama got on, uh, you know, whatever the James Gordon lately show, and talked about that there's orbs that they don't know what they are, right? Um, but I kind of feel like that's just something to talk about like those are very obviously drones from another country right um but as far as actual information they're not giving us any right yeah and and you know people like uh people that were in the task force you know that say when grush is like oh we'll you know We'll talk at this other place, you know, we'll, we'll talk, wink, wink, <laughs> right? And it's like, okay, well, you know, come out of that and give us a thumbs up. Is there actually something there? Is there not? Like that, that's all we really want right now. Yeah. Is, I mean, just those answers and whatever he's going to answer in the skiff, like we have, we have a right to know if people have been murdered, you know, yeah. if, if people have been murdered as part of this disinformation you know effort that's it's kind of i think it's gonna have to come out in september you know i mean i hope they don't like uh go you know beyond september i hope they just like come back and they they do a series of hearings on this and let the 12 levels of secrets come out and let the chips fall well you know, we, we have so much going on, uh, like, especially in the Republican Party. Uh, you think someone, someone would be, someone's got to know something, someone's got to know something and, and share it here, right? It just, uh, uh, you know, Trump's out there um, saying he's not going to sign the Republican loyalty pledge. But yet they're still letting him be a Republican. Huh. Um, you know, uh, which he has to do in order to be allowed to participate in some of the debates. So we'll see what happens with that. It might just be a publicity stunt, right? <laughs> of, of getting yeah. people to ask him why, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the stuff that's going on within the Republican uh, Party. You know, there's there's quite a few candidates that are. I don't know even know how many there are right now, um, but there's quite a few candidates coming forward that you know some of them should have knowledge in this area, like Mike Pence, right? Um, but you know, make it a campaign issue, declassify. You know, that if they get in there, they'll declassify some of this stuff, right? That's... Uh, I, I just, it seems like this has got to all come out during the presidential primaries and the next year. And I mean, it's just like, and, you know, what if Rubio runs for president and, you know, he just like bites the bullet and say, this is actually the most important issue at this moment. It's a truth and reconciliation over this issue and all the impacts it has in technology. And I mean, he could, uh, I mean, he ran for president before and he is definitely seems to be one of the leaders of the disclosure movement that might be his play him 
running for president next year? Yeah, when did, I mean, this probably won't all start really kicking up until after the new year, right? I think, um, I think once kids are back in school, September, Congress is, I think it's, I just think August is just a dead month for anything. Mm -hmm. People are all at the beach. And so it's just like, and maybe that was, they kind of did this on purpose. They're like, really let it all out right before August when, you know, to try to just like keep Every, everybody's busy low and to give the, you know, everyone time to sort of try to process it and come up with a way to talk about it. Well, while the Hollywood writers are on strike and can't write about it. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You won't be having any major, major movies or anything going on about it right now because the writers can't write. <laughs> right. Well, we don't even have like, you know, real talk shows, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert. We don't have the Daily Show. Nothing mm -hmm. is really live looking at. And this is you would be covered. Jon Stewart would have been covering this on the Daily Show. Oh, yeah. It was oh, like, yeah. And, I'd uh, love to know what John Stewart had to say about this, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens, but I think they're getting close to the end. They're actually, excuse me, negotiating. So hmm. we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, is the Republican Party, if these, you know, the eight or 10 candidates uh, that are coming forward for president, if they won't do a loyalty pledge, to back whoever is nominated, it kind of is like, well, they shouldn't be part of your party then. Kick them out. Yeah. Right? Like, um, it, it shouldn't be tolerated because that's the whole point of being a party member is that you respect the process. You respect the democratic process to nominate a candidate. And if you don't respect that, then you're not respecting the party that you're participating with, right? Like yeah. the, the, the fact that the Republican party is tolerating this at all, what? I mean, I know they're they're worried about fracturing the party, right? They, they don't wanna do that because if Trump left, he has a lot of followers that would probably start their own party, right? Um, and if they fracture the party, they will definitely lose against the Democrats. But they should not tolerate this. It it goes against everything that democracy is, right? Yeah. I see Wally John. Yes, I've queued up closing music if uh if we want to wrap. We certainly can wrap. And I All don't right, final thoughts for this week. I want answers. <laughs> I'm ready to tantrum over it. Um, what's our call to action this week? Hmm. I, I think we should just tell people to follow your Twitter. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. okay. So uh, do we have anything else? I'm just going to take a quick peek. Um, I think we I think we've covered it all. Um, I am curious to see what's going to happen. Um, what's going to happen next in this process? What, what are we at? Week nine after the Grushin original interview? How far along are we? Uh, that's yeah, like June. That sounds right because it was like June yeah. six or something. Um, I would say you know another call to action is uh, here in Port Townsend, Washington. We have a local 
uh, UFO MUFON sort of led group. And so you might have one in your own town if you want to go meet people that have been thinking about this for a long time, might have already have years and years of research and thought about stuff and you want to just pick their brains, you could just go to one of those. And uh, I mean, if you're if you're going because you're curious and want information, people love to talk. It's uh, people don't like it if you're going to uh, like make fun of them and mock them. But uh, yeah. Well, it's perfect. We need grassroots movement on this for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So our call to action today is look for your local group. Go local. Uh, also follow Meditation Matt on Twitter, right? For an eclectic mix of philosophy, art, activism, and ufology. Thank you for coming today. Thank you, B, for being here today in our Twitter space. Uh, we hope that more people will join us as we grow. Um, We'll be doing this again on August 17th. And don't be afraid of the truth. I, I, Dancing at the end. I love it. I love it. It's so good.